0: Hey, welcome. Ready to into a podcast, and I'm getting weird text messages from the mafia. Uh, yes, I'll be your hero. Will you be mine? You already are mine. So see, um, Samantha. Um, so, hey, good morning, everybody. So today we've got a lot going on. We're going to talk about sales cycles, but a lot more than just what a sales cycle is, is why you don't want to get caught up in the talk. We got some background noise, Chris. Can you hear that?
1: What kind of noise?
0: He's out there when it went disappeared so yeah it just sounded like uh interference or something it might have been
1: my it might have been my shades closing
0: oh that was probably it yeah it's probably it yeah because you're too cool to sit in the sun right well you know it's like either too dark in here in the mornings
1: or if i open the shades it's way too bright there's no good in between
0: Yeah, absolutely (laughs) well you gotta watch the sun i'm like a glass of milk with hair, you know so it's like yeah, you,
1: you I was, can see halfway up my shirt. I got the bright sunlight going on here.
0: Ah, oh, there you go. So we've had we man, what a cool. We had a headlight uh, uh, restoration event last Thursday down at Uber Detail. That was really really fun. It was fun to see the the uh, pros and some new people, some experienced people, people just getting into it, people with you know twenty years experience just coming together and uh, learning. Um, we had a we had a great weekend. Rip and I. Road quite a bit, and we took him to the ghost. Have you heard of the ghost? I heard a new story about why all the horses freak out at this one corner. Well, if I would have known this story before, I probably would have made him go over there because I'm lucky, you know, he didn't bolt. But uh, apparently, um, the owners of the property, this one corner, the story I heard was that uh, there's been a horse buried over there, and that's not what it was, is that they uh, that over there was all Indian. Uh, it was, it was all their summer part of their summer camp. And they said there as many as 10,000 would come up during the summer and spend it up here in Big Bear. Well, they've been finding burial items in arrowheads, like a lot of like pieces. And so we, now the owners think that there's actually, it's, it could be somewhere in there that maybe somebody has been buried there or it was a, they don't know, but the horses do not like to go over there. And so I, of course, I didn't know that story beforehand. So I'm like, Rip, get over there. You know, we're going to we're going to break you of this. No, we're not because, you know, he's he's bigger, but uh, he did good. He's a good boy. Didn't toss me. Just told me I don't really want to be here. So it's funny because, you know, you a dog. You think of a dog, a horse, completely different. Right. It's unreal to think about how much they're alike because he got over in that corner and he was looking back at me like I was going to protect him. I'm like, okay, it's bad enough when my dog does that, but when, you know, a 1,300-pound horse does that. Uh, and then he decided that if he didn't have to look at that corner and he was there, if he turned around, that he was okay. As long as he couldn't see it, you know. Sorry, uh, it. But even then, he wanted to get out of there. So we had a, we had a good week. We had a good week. Um, this week, I'm going to bring these guys up real quick, and we're going to get into the sales cycle thing. This is really important because <clears throat> we're not we're not wondering what the economy is going to do. We're seeing – what the economy is going to do? We're filling it uh, a lot of places more than others. Um, yeah, that's it's. Uh, we've got people putting it in. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yeah, um, we, first from Puerto
1: Rico says normally that happens on Indian burial grounds.
0: Yeah, it does. It it it. Well, I, we didn't know it, you know, and and they're not convinced of it, but I mean finding some what looks like jewelry pieces and different types. They found one arrowhead that a, uh, I think they donated it and they said that it was like 3000 years old and it was from a tribe. That's not from here. That it was an arrowhead, not, not from this arrow, this area. It was from an arrowhead that another, another, um, another group of Indians used in another part of the country. So it's like, Whoa, that's kind of trippy, you know?
1: Well, i'm just waiting i'm just i'm just waiting for the tv to be on static when i get to the shop later and stuff like that and you know yeah the, the guys.
0: right yeah that's uh yeah well don't tell rip that um okay so cool hey uh come on up. guys come on up. i'm gonna take and have these guys stand behind me real quick and we'll have them just say hi where they're from and so we got an intern here so and then you guys can uh, go sit down. So introduce yourself here. I'll get out, yeah, right step,
1: get step, out of the way. Step on up one at a time. Start with our right, come on. Don't okay. be shy. Edwin Olivares from Pembroke Pines, Florida.
0: Okay. Now do, do that without the glasses. It's not the same. But you gotta I know, slower, but do it without right? the glasses. <laughs> More seductive. Now hey, sit. I, yeah. Now. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Edwin Olivares from Pembroke Pines, Florida. Now put the glasses, this is my fantasy, put the glasses back on. Look <laughs> oh, at yeah. that. Sexy? Yeah, that yeah, hey, right, right? Yeah, Chris, he what do you think, huh? Yeah. What yeah. do you think? that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, kind of I don't know. He's got a surprise for him get here. I see the smile. He liked it. <laughs> he, oh, he did. I see, I see That's he, a secret smile. He, he did, liked he did. it. He did. Yeah. I know, I yeah. know. Did you see the, yeah, I'm not going to go there. Go ahead, guys.
1: <laughs> go ahead, Nick. Uh, Nick from uh, Paris, California. Uh, Rich Goforth from Urbana, Ohio. Corey Lips from Midlothian, Texas. Hey,
0: Corey. Sean O'Reilly from Soldotna, Alaska. There you go. There you go. So we, we got him. Go ahead and have a seat, guys. Get comfortable. We got him from – you know what? My, my pet flies back. We haven't had a fly all week, and now all of a sudden, you know, he's back. He's back. So we got him from, you know, from coast to coast, from everywhere. It's pretty cool. All right. So let's jump in this. So sales cycle waves. You know, so what, what, what's a sales cycle? really the, the official word for a sales cycle is kind of the process. We'll get into that of what it is. Uh, and a lot of people we hear that, you know, man, I just, you know, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And I'm, I'm going to tell you whether you're brand new, whether you're a, so, a freshman, sophomore, or, or senior in business and entrepreneurship is you need to keep on to your system. Your sales cycle system is that we have a, we have, I don't know if you've got that. Do you have that graphic you can put up? Chris might be a good way to kind of, show them how we explain it for those that are watching uh, for those that are listening. Yeah. Give me a second. No, no I'll just keep going. And so, um, you know, it, it's right now going into this is that is I, I'm in a real estate um, investments, you know, everything else that, that entrepreneur should be doing. And it's not that we're, you know, is the economy going to slow down? The economy is slowing down. Hot, hot markets in real estate is properties. They're still selling, but they're sitting there for a while, and you're seeing reduced, reduced, and reduced. And now the hot ticket thing that's happening is, hey, the seller is willing to give you credit towards interest. So they're basically saying, hey, we'll reduce the price of the house, or you know, at the end of the sale, which is a fancy way of realtors uh, and brokers is is not lowering the price, but telling them they'll lower the price. Uh, so we're seeing it in some real, real hot markets. The other thing that's happening that I've been paying attention to for the last 25 years are the ranches. And so when the big money, and I'm not talking a, a little ranch at, you know, like my property here, I'm talking a ranch. I'm talking a small one that's several hundred acres all the way up to the big ones. Okay. They are taken and really slowing down. And so when the big money starting to slow down, it's, it, it's, a, it's an indication it's going to flow down. Um, You look at the supply chain issues that were happening. All, all All these things that we're going to talk about are reasons to keep a really solid sales cycle. And this graphic, you guys have seen it. He's got it up now. It shows it that the smartest, the most wise entrepreneur stays on top of their sales cycle process. And so what most people do in business, especially in the service business, is they say, I'm busy. I don't have time. And what they do is all of a sudden when things change up or somebody new in the market comes in or somebody else in your in your area is doing their sales cycle, is doing all the different steps and tools right, they're going to start gaining market share from you. And I don't care if you're brand new or I don't care if you're a 25-year veteran, is that you can take and, and let up and let go and lose some of the ground that you've gained by not keeping on top of it. Now, if you're that busy and you're that successful, outsource this thing. It's not that expensive to have other people helping you within this process. We're going to go into that today. Right now, you guys have heard a little bit of this. We're going to go dive in a little, a little deeper. And so on this graphic, it shows this massive wave, right? And the wisest are up here on top, and they just keep at it. They're not quite at the top, but they're doing their sales cycle at about 80 85%, maybe 90%. They just keep there, Okay. We're gonna talk about what that allows you to do. The smartest people, they stay active in it, but they're, they're constantly almost going down into the white water of the wave. They're just keeping themselves just above it. Okay, that's, that's better than not doing it. But here's where most people get, is the waves crashing in on them, is they've got these huge mountaintops they get up to. And I'm gonna give you a perfect analogy here in a second. And then all of a sudden, they're they're just they're the hottest thing since sliced bread. And then the hell all, the floor falls out and they have no business or a little business. And now they're stressing. They're 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 hustling to try to get business. And the other thing that happens is as you progressively grow, even if you are at that top level and you don't have time for marketing, what's happening is is you're not giving more value to yourself. You're going to still be working at the same hard level while not increasing your, your value or your income. Our goal, I don't care who's listening to this, is you need to take and get to the point where you're charging a little more. You've got your SOPs figured out. You've got your, your market figured out of what they're really buying. Most importantly, you got figured out what you like to sell and like what you, you like to do. And you're making more at those services and working less to do it. That's the goal right there. And I'm telling you right now, we are plagued in this industry of I'm going to grind it out. I love what I do. I don't mind working on Christmas Day while my kids are are unwrapping presents. I don't mind working at midnight, one in the morning and showing all of the Facebook and Instagram and TikTok that I'm up at one in the morning working. Okay, then they're done that on occasion, even when it's new. Refused. I punished myself enough. I didn't do that. And I'm still a little broke. And I don't talk financially. I'm talking mentally. It got to me. And uh, one of our really good friends that was at training, she mentioned she really feels that a lot of service businesses aren't burned out. Is that they got they built their business up and they don't know how to run a business. And it's got them by the tail and it's swinging them around. And I think that's a great. Angie shared that. And that is, that is a perfect analogy about what most people get caught up in. So you want to take and stay on that wave, just like a surfer. You look at these uh, – and I don't surf, man. His body look like it surfs. It doesn't surf, you know. just doesn't surf. I ski, but surfing, man, my daughter's pretty good. Boogie board. I'm good at that. You don't have to stand up on that damn thing. You know, I got good balance and everything, but I just never got into the surfing thing, right? It's funny, kayak, all that other stuff. I can do it. But, you know, as, as Darren got better and better at surfing, we're in Hawaii – is that you know she was she would catch that wave man and she'd just keep going down the beach you know it's catching it, and she'd get off and paddle back out and you know I'd follow her cuz I you know I wanted to watch her my daughter right I'd follow her down the beach but man she just kept getting better and better right then thing and then she'd start back up and it was pretty cool to watch it the same thing is you want to allow the wave to carry you through you don't want to take and get caught up in that crunch that white water you know you don't want to get underneath that and it's just tumbling you underwater I did that several times throughout my careers. So I'd get up here and it would just be so hard to get out of it. So let's go into this a little bit. So what? Um, it's not about selling something, believe it or not. It is, but it's not. But when I'm communicating, when I'm doing my sales cycles, when I'm doing my my pitch, so to say, really what it's about is, is building up and keeping it at the top spot. Or if you're getting to that top spot. It's really about, and and here's why. There's a, a really important factor to this is it's about taking and convincing people that I really do know what I'm doing and that we really have great service and a great experience. We bring a lot of great value. We can solve their problems. But really what it's about is getting them to do business with us and then them telling other people about our business and services. That's really what it's about is building up so much trust that they're willing to give us their hard-earned money for a service. And then they're so excited about giving us their hard-earned money in what they received that they tell somebody else about us. We wanna convert their friends into customers too. That's really what it's about. Every single time somebody walked in my door, my idea was is to give them a great experience. Is greet them, be nice, be friendly. Even if they weren't so friendly, is kill them with kindness. Bob Phillips, CEO of, of PNS, kill them with kindness. He says that to me all the time, kill them with kindness. Kill them with kindness. And I love hearing that, and it's true. Kill them with kindness, it is just be kind. Don't be strict, don't be a police officer in your business. You know, now, times that you're not gonna do things, right? But you can smile and say, no thanks. And, and there's times I say no. We mentioned it the other day, as I said, what's the most important? Customers are always, right, no. Mm-mm. Now if my, one of my staff members blew it, I'd correct them. But if somebody went out and started going after my staff, I protected my staff, my reputation, you know, is we would kindly correct people about what the facts were. We just wouldn't sit there and shake our heads. That can get you in more trouble than anything. That's part of your believe it or not, part of your sales cycle. So it's not just about selling something. It's about building and keeping that top rated or getting to that top rated for those guys that are new. You might be 25, 30 years into this. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're not staying on top of your marketing, what somebody around you is and somebody's building up, you're allowing them. Now, they're going to still build up, but you got to stay in front of them. And by not staying on all the activities, email marketing, staying in contact with them, using your software for, for appreciation marketing, sending them out thank you cards, connecting with them, random acts of kindness, doing cool things in your community doing cool things in your industry, showing that you got a heart. All those things, believe it or not, come back to building up your reputation, your reputation locally. And when they see you doing cool things in the industry, what's that do? You're supporting the industry, but really what you're telling your, your crowd back home is, man, this guy's connected. This gal's connected. He's, they're doing good things. That's what it's telling them. Now, the best market and stabilization is to get on top and they never those are those who are the best they're going to work their way to get to the top now do, do i want to, that doesn't mean the biggest is a, for a short period in my in my career i wanted to be the biggest it took me the same time it took me to build to the biggest it took me to unbuild to the to smaller because what happens with a train you get a train moving you can't, can't stop it you just can't slow it down instantly like a big rig truck anything with volume and so why why i realized real quickly that bigger wasn't better you know i had a football coach who used to tell me that all the time hey man don't worry how small you are you know you're you're big this way you're not very big this way just go out and level people you know you're not as tall but you're bigger just go out and just knock them in the teeth and make them i didn't know what snot bubbles were just go make them blow snot bubbles and, you know, you did the job when you made them blow snot bubbles with a little blood in it. You know, unfortunately, I don't know if they allow that anymore. You know, I don't know if they, they, they coach that. But all these different things as a leader in the market, whether you're brand new, one of you guys, a couple of you guys are just really starting out. Right. Don't be intimidated by the competition. Appreciate what they've done and just go out and show the you can convert people. I mean, maybe 1% or 2% of the driving population is looking into detail. Take those people. I, I had a great conversation with Paul, the, the uh, founder of, of Chemical Guys. Great guy, man. And that's what he told me. He goes, you know, all these different chemical companies got it wrong. We're not. You guys are all competing for the same detailing clients. I'm developing them. I'm looking at the first car owner. First time the kid gets on YouTube, starts looking around, gets on social media, starts looking around. And we attract them. I thought that's brilliant. He's he's not even competing with most of the chemical companies. He's going out and creating people that have never detailed before in their lives, and then trying to get them to do the same thing: spread the gospel. Spread the gospel. You know, if you go back in biblical times, and I don't really care if you're what faith you're in, but let's talk about the Bible right now. Jesus operate by himself? No. Nope. <coughs> he had one guy behind, uh, above him. What he have? He had an army around him. OK, this isn't new. This is thousands of years old. It's always been there. You go back to the ancient, ancient warriors, the ancient armies. We're still using tactics of those ancient armies, you know, and sometimes you just and some what are special forces? They're smaller teams. They get shit done. So you got a big army. Maybe not as well trained, maybe not as well dedicated, maybe not in it with their heart. What's a special forces team going to do to those guys? You're going to decimate them. That's what you are. You don't have to be big. Bigger's not better. Better's better. Always remember that. And so while amateurs, amateur entrepreneurs live in that chop, they're constantly, they get up, they take a breath and they get rolled. Okay. And so get out of that chop. How? Constant marketing. You've got to develop a system, a sales cycle to where you're bringing in new people as you're building and as you build, you're re-bringing in the people that already trust you. At some point in your business, you can never stop developing new customers because you're always going to lose customers. But it's at instantly, instantly in our business, once you became a customer, the most important thing for us to do was not to bring in a different customer. It was to keep you coming back because you are already, you've already chosen us. You already trust us if we've done our job. The shame thing is, is that most entrepreneurs don't go back and support their existing customer base. They're constantly hunting for new ones. You've got a whole pool of people that trust you. Why aren't you staying in contact with them? What are you doing? Why aren't you trying to convert them into an army? Okay. Why aren't you Pied Piper in your local market? Stop putting shit out there to detailing forums, you know, about how great you are. And start putting it out to the community you live in and showing them and educating them. Don't talk detail talk, talk plain language and tell people the story on the car you're working on. How many times, even as a new person, how many opportunities do you have to tell a story every time you work on something? There's a story on the inside. There's a story on the outside. There's a story on the engine. There's a story on the wheels. There's a story on the tires. There's a story on the glass. All those stories. These vehicles have a lot of things in common, <clears throat> four wheels and tires, got a windshield, most of them, got a back window, most of them, got side windows, most of them, got paint, most of them, got an engine, most of them, you got stories, galore, tell the story, especially if it's a passion brand, especially if it's something, you know, Mini Coopers, Camaros, you know, Teslas, you know, I mean, just... There's so many stories to tell on that unique car. Here's the other thing. If you get somebody that's talkative, you've got an outgoing customer, have them tell the story about their car and what you just did to it. Let them sell you. A lot of people don't utilize that. Too nervous. I don't get in and push you. I say, man, I'd love for you. Any chance I can get you to do a testimonial video? love to get you in your car and just tell us about your car, especially if that's a classic car or if it's their dream Porsche they bought or their, or their, We said this earlier, they got their new members only jacket on and they're front in in front of their uh Corvette. We're gonna go there, right? (laughs) New generation of Corvette owners are not that, you know. But even if they are Corvette people, I'm telling you, is they're passionate about their car. Share that passion, get in there, learn about them, right? Do all that. So here's here's the cycles and what they are, okay? Is is the climb up. I'm gonna relate this back to a, a roller coaster. Is you get on the roller coaster you set in you put your seatbelt on that's what business is. I told my wife within two months of, of meeting her is that listen you know man I'm head over heels about you but you need to know something. I'm a, I'm, I'm a habitual entrepreneur there's I'm climbing right now I'm young you know I'm climbing there's going to be a couple falls just just prepare yourself you know because I'm not I'm a smart entrepreneur but I'm not wise yet. And So it's gonna take me, you know, a decade to get wise. And I'm hanging out with all the right people, I'm getting the right input, but I'm still young, you know. But I promise you this, we're gonna build, we'll build a future, we'll build a life, we'll do all these things because it was. I knew it was gonna be a roller coaster. So as you're going up that roller coaster, what is it? It's that chain pulling you up, right? Ka-ka-ka-ka, you can hear it. Ka-ka-ka-ka-ka. And it's rough. That's what you climb up. Is it's rough, it's fun. You're you're excited, you're thinking. Wow, when are we gonna reach the top? Isn't that what entrepreneurship is? Isn't that what life is? Then you get up there and all of a sudden it's your front car, you see a little air for a second. You're like, woo, I got up here. Then all of a sudden you crest and you start building momentum. The reason why you crest is you hit that top because most of us make the mistake is we climb, we get all that clutter and all that noise all that excitement, the anticipation, and then we start a free fall because we didn't market on our way up. We we're just taking business as we got it. We're we're doing a little trickle marketing. And then all of a sudden, the good thing is, though, what happens with that roller coaster when you get that first free fall? It's building up momentum. It's okay because you just got a lot of experience on that climb up. And even now, you know what it is to come down. Get that momentum going again and kickstart your – your marketing and stay on your marketing because here's why once you get those falls every all of us have it. Now there's some listening right now and there's some people in the industry that haven't had that fall yet. Let me tell you, we've had, it's been a milk and honey, 10 years, milk and honey. I have never seen a period in entrepreneurship in my lifetime. And I have mean, I've got 40, 40 plus years as an entrepreneur, I've never seen an easier time to build a business. And there's still people failing. That's just it. And I'm not downing anybody that has, because it's tough. That climb. It's scary. It's tough. It's expensive. And most people fail because they just don't, A, they underestimated what it's going to take. And B, they don't have the they don't have they don't have the smarts or the life experiences yet to make it happen. And so that's why they fail. But here's the good news on that roller coaster is that that. That initial push got you a lot of experience. Now you've got momentum going. And guess what happened? You come down that first time, the strongest customers, or excuse me, the strongest entrepreneurs, is they're going to catch momentum. And as they hit the corners, is they're going to keep going with that momentum. Now, some of us are on a mini roller coaster. It just goes up and down and it ends. Repeat. You just keep going back up there And you keep right at the end. They don't have to put the brakes on. You just kind of coast in and run out of momentum. The most most advanced entrepreneurs of small businesses catch so much momentum, they don't ever have to be connected to that chain again. And they're doing loops on its own. They're just going through and going upside down and woo, they're right back out. Those upside down periods are scarier than shit because that's growth. And you'll slow back down. Again, you'll hit that top, but all of a sudden, That momentum carries through. You hit that downhill again. It just sends you into orbit. You got to hold on and get ready. But you can do that over and over again. There's always going to be valleys. Your your idea is, here's what most entrepreneurs do. They climb that mountain Everest. They come back down and hit sea level. Then they're climbing back up Everest. Eventually, what you wanted to do is be little hills and valleys. Some of those hills and valleys, some of those valleys are called vacations. Some of those valleys are called time off. Some of those valleys, as we witnessed just five, six weeks ago, are family events. Not good. Got a lot of friends that are listening to this that I'm involved in that, thank God, they had momentum going because they they face serious family losses, serious family illnesses, and you've got to have enough. That's going to happen in life, man. It's going to happen. I don't care how old or how young you are. You're going to face those things. And if you build a strong business... The business will get you through. That momentum won't just carry you through the, 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 the shallow times when money's a little tight. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you this right now. Some of the most progressive detailers, some of the most progressive small business people I know, not, they, they they didn't just get through 08. Some of them started in 08. And some of them are millionaires. Few of them are multimillionaires. And they started... During this, we're during one of the toughest economic times. Why? Is they they started this whole sales cycle program and they didn't stop. I have one in mind won't name them. They stopped because they got into they they, they they've kept at it. I just got a newsletter from the other day. But they didn't push the accelerator to the to the to the floor. What they've done is they've kept their momentum up, and by getting newsletters still from them, is they're staying active and they're telling their market, hey man, they're educating. They're showing it. But what they've done is they start other ventures. Is they've gone into other things. Detailing now is one segment of their income. How freaking amazing is that? It's amazing. But yet, here they have, they've reached Everest. They didn't stop at that. They kept going and they've kept it. What they've done is they've been able to take and stay at the peak longer than anybody. Is they've put their their, their company onto oxygen at, 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 at above 20,000 feet, and they can stay there. The people that aren't climatized yet, you know, Alaska. I've been up on the, the base camp. You know, you're telling, telling me that, you know, your wife been to base camp of Everest. So I've been to the base camp of McKinley. That was tough enough. That was a tough go. Just getting to that base camp, people die. Matter of fact, on our way back down from base camp, two people died crossing a the river. There was a three-person party. We saw them. They said, Hey, we're heading down. We got to get out of here. They said, Man, the weather's not good. Said, We got to go. Well, across the raging river, and it got them. So you got to be careful. So here's 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 the thing is you want to keep that momentum going. My number one goal is going back, is again through outstanding customer service, through delivery of what we offer, delivery of what we offer. Not below, at and above. Always a little extra. Is through education of educating. Our population base, not just our customers, because again, my, my idea is going back to Paul, the chemical guys, is I want to convert people into new detailing clients. People that never had a detail, that's, that's really who we we're after. Because people that have had a, a detail done are used, especially back in these when I started, are used to one thing cheap. And I wasn't cheap. So I really wanted to get people in, convert them. At some point, all of us were converted is that I love cars. You know, the Lime Porsche brand, just dear to my heart, you know, just dear to my heart. But really, I love cars. And, and, and I'm a connoisseur. I, I love it. I love tennis shoes. Connoisseur. I love it. When I was young, a kid, we didn't. Have, I remember getting a pair of Nikes. And I had to go in. I, 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 I collected bottles. This was back when you'd turn bottles in and get cash for them. I mowed lawns. I did all kinds of stuff to get my first pair of Nikes. This is back when Nike launched. Here I was, one of the poorest kids in our school, but about two months after Nike came out, who sported a pair of Nikes? Me. Why? Because I went and bought them and worked for them. Well, that set a a new level goal. Reebok was introduced when I was in high school. I had the first first pair of Reebok in my high school. Again, one of the poor kids in school, but I got a pair of Reeboks. Why? I worked for them. I set that standard in my life. And even though I didn't have the money, is that, that was a priority to me. I'm looking for those customers. I'm looking for a pe- person that drives a Subaru, that drives a Toyota. You know what? It's, I've, 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 I've worked on some of the most extreme vehicles in the world, but the average Joe was still my client. That's really, those are the people. I could help them. I could do something of value with them. And I never turned down. I remember one one time after we did Air Force One for the first time, a gal called me up and she goes, well, my minivan, you know, it's not Air Force One. And I said, it is to you. And the president doesn't pay for that shit. You do. We'll treat it even with kick gloves like it is Air Force One to you. I won her over. She didn't have the budget to use us. She was looking at crackhead detailers. These guys we called crackhead detailers. She was looking at that. We we're three times the price of them. Who'd she go with? Who did she use once a year from that time on? Guess what we did? We sold her product. She maintained her van. First time we did it, it was Dirty Mike and the boys. They had a soup kitchen in the back. It was it was horrible. If you guys don't know what that is, look at it. Chris just found out what that was, by the way. <laughs> and so they had a soup kitchen going on, right? So we taught her and educated her. How to maintain her car she didn't have the money to bring it in every quarter every six months she brought it in every the start of summer every year probably for 10 years but from that point on her car was pretty balanced she did a good job maintaining it well guess what happened even though she's only bringing it in once a year the price didn't change because it was pretty easy to work on we had a and i want to tell you this guess what she did she was a housekeeper for people with Money. You know what she did for us? She developed an army. A lot of times when we serviced her car, when, when coatings came out, we coated her car. How much did we charge her? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. When she calls up and spills something, how much would we charge her? Nothing. Why? She was telling so many people about us. We wanted to gift her something for gifting us. We never forget, and I'll tell you, average Joes will do that for you. I didn't like, we worked in the realm of the top level, the cream on top of society. I skipped those guys. We did work for them, but I didn't go after them. Why? They had zero appreciation, most of them, for what we did. Matter of fact, they wanted to put us down more than build us up, except for a couple of them. You guys have heard me mention my mentor, billionaire, not him. He built us up. Everybody from our newest person, to me, he built up because he was a poor guy that made it to a level most, most people, even rich people that start out, just don't make it to. So let's talk about the, the process. So we're going out. It's not all about selling something. It's about offering somebody outstanding service, about delivering. It's about education. It's no when, when to sell. Shut your mouth and know when to start selling. Most of the time, you won't have to sell. You'll have to educate selling. You already did it by educating, by keeping in contact, by them getting your newsletter, by you doing reach out videos and educating them on those wheels on what you put on the tires is why you take and put a protection down on the inside of coating, What Alcantara truly is and isn't all these different things. And you just had somebody go to the Richard's training, right? So we learned a lot just a couple weeks ago, you know, about leather and, and, I'm a leather repair technician. I learned three new things that I never knew about leather, and I learned for the best until I met Richard. And I think it's probably one step above that, right? Pretty badass, yeah. very meek and me, meek guy, very humble, but says it like it is. Is our process to let them let them see you, let them sell themselves, let them hear you, let them sell themselves, let them listen to you, let them sell themselves connect with them. Now, from there, the process is dream it, vision, plan it, execute. That's been my saying since I was young, Uh, maybe 20 or 21. I've used that dream, vision, plan, execute. It's my entire life, everything I've done in my life, everything. The the minimalist thing I do in my life is dream it, vision, plan it, execute. Now, it drives a lot of people crazy. And here's why, because most people can't, don't do that. That's why most people don't succeed at what they're doing or they get trapped into a job or they keep their small, their small business barely making it because they can't dream it and they can't vision it is I, I I've told this a million times. I'm criticized for having a, a trillion dreams and I, uh, so many ideas I don't act on stand by 2023. I'm going to have double what I did in 2022. My mind gets more creative and more thirsty for, for stuff every freaking month last night i'm up i'm working on this i'm do, doing the notes and all of a sudden doing that i came up with three or four things ideas for to to help you guys that are that are here training the mafia the group the industry and i made a whole nother note page from this of, of how you can do that it never stops it never ends i can't get enough and so engage so once you do that dream vision plan execute you got to engage got to engage your public. You got to engage your market. You got to engage yourself. You got to engage your spouse. You got to engage your family. Even your kids need to know that dream, that dream vision plan execute. Everybody needs to. Are they going to understand it? Probably not. Are they going to think you're crazy? Probably. But they got to buy into it if you're going to be successful now. Diane doesn't buy into all my ideas. Chris doesn't either. Okay. Sometimes the ones I got to let them go, but other ones I won't let go. I believe in it. I want to do it. And then sometimes I get into it, and it's like, yeah, that was that wasn't good. But some of them are. Some of everything. Some completely nuts. Most time I am, but every once in a while we come up with one that's like, oh shit, that worked. And, and then there's a brand right behind you, Double Black. People thought we were crazy. Next one: Scout, Track, Profile, and Hunt. Let's go off of that, military. Okay. We're going to scout. We're going to do our, our recon. We're going to do our, we're going to do, we're going to gather intelligence. Is we're going to track our customers. Okay. And then we're going to hunt the pack. Where are they hanging out with? Who are they hanging out with? What are the habits? Because what is old saying? Birds of a feather. Right. I don't look for a customer. I look for a pack of customers. There's the difference on why we succeeded over our competition. That's why where we've gotten, we didn't look for an individual most most wolves, if wolves go out on their own, what are they? They lost oh, their pack, yeah. they got thrown out, okay, they're looking for a new pack, or they're sick. I'm looking for the whole pack. I want to find the whole pack, what they're doing, and I want to show them, I want to sell them my elk carcass, so to say. Okay. I want to get them buying in to the feed I'm putting down. Okay. Now I also I target, I qualify. Some would call it, it's a bad word in today's society because it's misused, profile. I profile my customer base. What am I looking for? But here's the thing I've, I've, I've learned is everybody that calls in, you give them your menu. That's why it's so important to have a small menu. Because I have underestimated people many times in my, in, in, in my career and didn't give them a whole menu. And they told me, God, if I would have known about that service, I would have bought that one. Oh, ugh. you know, hey, I feel stupid. Because now at that point we both know I profiled him. Okay. One of them was one of the guys that really got me my start. If I would have, if I would have, if I would have gone with my first thought, this guy doesn't have two dimes, I wouldn't have worked on his his McLaren, I wouldn't have worked on his F-40 and I wouldn't have worked on his F-50 Ferraris. Because he looked like he had four cents to his name. And he did it on purpose. That was him. He was a long hair, ranch kind of guy. Loved horses. Had a shitload of money. His old barn when we pulled up was like, oh my god, it I'm going to go in there and this is going to be mater from cars, <laughs> you know, parked inside here. Mm-mm, it wasn't mater. It was some very valuable cars. Is you're going to educate them in plain in plain language. You're going to educate your market daily. Why am I doing this? This is why. You're going to talk in their language. This is the things. If you own, uh, and, and do, you, do, you, do you take and share the same things? Yeah, I share the same thing on different models and then hashtag it so that that model finds out. I might do seven different clay videos, seven different exfoliation videos on seven different, different models because it's got a different audience. And the, and the industry is gonna say, oh my God, dude, really? You're gonna, I'm not, I don't care what you think about me. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the Camaro owner. I'm talking to the Tesla owner and I'm talking to that Porsche guy. I don't tell him that cause I don't want him to know. But I targeted that audience with that video. Now, is it repeat? Yeah, some people will say it's repeat, but when I hashtag it right, the new people is what I'm after. And some people, how many times does it take to hear something? 12 to 15 times before you get the message. Okay, So if somebody watches that seventh video on a claim, they might have just got it. So repeating, who cares? Okay, Present it. Present your entire menu and then build trust up. When I switch my company from a company looking for sales to a company looking for people to trust me, it changed the game. When people trusted me, it changed my income, it changed the ease of hunting. Matter of fact, for about 10 years, we didn't give a price over the phone. Why? People just called the schedule, didn't care. They knew, yeah, they're expensive, but they didn't take advantage of us. That was the message that got out. And we never had to take, did we Did we change the, pr- no, only if needed. You could have a Porsche 911, a black and a black in the same condition, and the price is exactly the same. If that car had problems, it had paint splatter. We had to work with a little bit of that yesterday, or it had some scratching, you know, and had some rids. Well, that changed, it, and we had to expl- we explained that to the customer. But we build up enough trust where we didn't have to worry about it. So here we go. It doesn't matter where you're at in your business if you don't keep on top of your sales cycle and you allow yourself to hit that bottom, that bottom whitewater and start going under you're in trouble if you're if you're a god in your market you're top of your game somebody is going to dethrone you if you don't keep educating and don't keep putting the word out there also at some point is you're not going to be able to take and make more doing less is that you're going to take and what happens if you go from a service from 600 bucks and you increase it to seven hundred. Then you're not increasing the volume work; you're increasing the amount you make. And by educating people, it allows you to do that over time. And it allows you to do it very well. And so, freshmen, if you're brand new to the group, and I hate to say this, if you're brand new to the industry, is that you're five years in, or newer, really four, four years, because you're still a freshman. Okay, it takes you a bit. For you, sophomores, five to ten years in, is this is going to really stabilize you. Taking and having a, your process and your sales cycle constantly repeating itself and going out and marketing, 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 sending messages out. It's not, it's not necessarily a sales pitch. Again, base it off of education. Base it off of one-on-one honesty. Base it off of just you love what you do. You love your company. You love your industry. You love your community. And you're giving back to all of them while you're putting a few bucks in your pocket. If you have that mentality, your growth is unlimited because people will pick up on your relaxed state of mind and that you don't need the sale, you want the sale. You don't need their money is that you want to earn their money. Honestly, and through quality, there's the difference. I have no problem telling people, Jim Gogan, my buddy says it best. Somebody will come back and say, wow, you're expensive. Say, you know what? Yes, sir, I am. You know, we're trained and certified. Really important in our industry. A lot of people don't. They can screw up a modern-day car so quickly. We've got great insurance. Not not C rated insurance. We've got great A-quality insurance. So if something does go wrong, you're not by yourself. I am part of this community. I invest back in this community. My kids are in Little League. I support nonprofits. I do all these different things. I pay my taxes. Most of my competition don't. So you're right. I am a little more expensive than other people. When you answer them that way, the a-holes aren't going to care. But the common people in your, in your group that are doing the same thing, they're out grinding it, and they're doing those things. They, they can relate to that. They appreciate that. You're above board. The people that want cheat, they won't appreciate it. Is that your customer? Nope. Could it be your customer? I'm still very nice to them. Kill them with kindness. Smile. Because it could come back. I've had people do that. God, one guy was, mm-hmm, couldn't stand this guy. And he finally came back and he goes, you know, I'm going to give you a shot. He ended up being a great customer. He's actually a great guy. He's just kind of hard, kind of hard to deal with. But he was a great, great customer. And his money was just as great as the other ones. I loved it. He, he ended up being a consistent customer in our base. So now all of you junior, junior and senior entrepreneurs that are long into it, this keeps you on top. This doesn't allow anybody breathing room you got to remember man this is competitive and when people see you being successful they're going to come after you they're going to start businesses up they're going to come after you they're going to target you you're going to have arrows in your back you're going to have people try to get to your throat and cut your throat if you keep on this and you keep the message what you're doing is you're sending a message to all your troops constantly and they won't let that happen you've got a protection you've got a shield around you called your customers but if you stop communicating that because you're successful that army shrinks you're on your own a little more okay now all of you is that if you want to take them get to that premium level now a premium level doesn't mean this chick-fil-a is not a premium restaurant i'll take their profits any day any day they're successful some of the top rated steakhouses they're successful you got to choose who's your customer figure it out they buying chicken they buying a spicy chicken sandwich or are they buying a really good steak? Are they going out for an anniversary are they coming out after a soccer game? Each one's got their perspective market and both of them do real. I don't want to be McDonald's. That's just not me. Now, would I buy a McDonald's franchise? Oh, yeah, the right one. I wouldn't want to right now. Why? This is the other advantage that we've got. Why are all these big companies, having, including what's the biggest company in the world right now, that I guarantee you probably is going to be at my house today. Amazon, <clears throat> what are they doing? I see it when I'm down the hill. They've got a couple of warehouses. Help wanted. They're hiring constantly. That's their weak link. We don't have that weak link. We do, but you shouldn't. It shouldn't be hard to attract the right people. If you're a good follower, you've learned how to follow. You're going to be a better leader, and you're going to have, you're going to know what your followers, the people that work for you, are looking for and you're going to keep good people. You only need again to be successful. You only need you if it's a lifestyle business. If it's an if you want to build a micro empire, you only need one or two more. And you can do very very well and over the next 23 years, you're going to build up, you're going to build up a net worth of well over a million dollars. Maybe two, maybe three, maybe four. It's up to you how well you invest. All that's part of it. You want to you want to buy a second home? I don't want a bigger home. I want a second one. We're talking about Indians letter. I want a summer camp and a winter camp. That's my goal. Always, it has been for twenty years. And it's—I know a lot of people that in our industry that have that already. It's killer. You know, it's awesome that they're doing it. So here's the takeaways. I'm busy, too busy to market. Let me ask you this: Are you too busy to keep on top of the mind in your market? You've taken all this time, you're king of your empire. Are you too busy to stay there? Because if you are, I'm going to tell you right now your company's gonna start losing it. You're gonna lose market share. Now, maybe you don't care. Maybe you're working your way out of the business. Maybe you've got another business and this one's not as important, good for you. Great position to be in. But if you're not, you gotta stay there. Because here's why, if you reach the top, your company's got value. What are you gonna do with that? Is it a legacy company they're gonna hand over to your kids, grandkid, your employees? There's some tax benefits to selling it to your employees. If all of a sudden you don't go and you're not, you're not firing off on all cylinders, you're depleting the value of your company. What are you doing that for? You shouldn't, you've got a sellable company. Are you too busy to add more value to your reputation? Well, that just added more value to the value of your company. You're not too busy, you shouldn't be. Are you too busy to stay ahead of for years to come, to stay busy, to have your schedule right where you want it? Plan vacations, plan getaways. Plan industry events, plan time on your boat, plan time skiing, plan time with your kids, plan time with your grandkids, plan time with your dog, plan, plan time with my horse, with my wife, all these different things. Are you too busy? Because that's what it will bring you. I hate saying, hearing that. I hate the word I shared it with you guys, busy. Are you too busy to be the local authority? A lot of you are too busy trying to become the national and international authority, and you're not even your local authority. You want to change the game for you? Be the go-to in your local in your local area. Are you too busy? You're working for less and you're not going to earn more? Because if you continue your sales cycle's right and your marketing, your income's constantly going to go up. The average, let me give you a number. The average active sales cycle company in the world averages 18 to 24% more growth than the companies that aren't that's across the board do some research check it out not bullshitting 18 percent. now that number came i texted my one of my mentors last night and i said hey i'm doing this he knows everything this guy's you know, he's a billionaire self-made billionaire and i said hey i'm doing this you got any numbers on this and i'm not kidding you and he's not even active in his business but his mind is He's 80 something years old Five minutes later, he sends me. He goes, "Yeah, read this, read, 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 read this real quick." And it's some kind of report that he did just a couple of years ago, and it had those numbers in it. I was like, "Damn, that's cool." You can't just be too busy. You've got to be willing to always keep your sales cycle going and the marketing continuing, and it's got to be a system and process. For the mafia, it's called an hour a day. We have got a whole layout. You guys have gotten received about half of it so far. We get the rest of it by Friday. So with that, I hope that everybody engages. I hope that your sales cycle it makes more sense. There's nobody listening right now, whether you're 16 years old or 106 years old, that shouldn't keep their sales cycles going. You should, you've got to keep that SOP going, and you got to keep the engagement going. So Chris, you got anything to add to that? Oh, he's muted. Can't hear him. There he goes. There, Better. Yeah, that's, yeah, better. that's
1: better. my 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 dogs were barking. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, no, I think you covered it. You yeah. know, I'm good. OK, so. well,
0: hey, everybody, thanks a lot for we're going to get these guys busy. Uh, they've got a busy day, a real busy day and uh, really appreciate it. Oh, thanks. Uh, thanks, Terry. Appreciate it. Like uh, oh, you, you, had uh, a,
1: you had a lot of good, good comments going on throughout.
0: Let's go down. You want to go down through a couple of them?
1: Oh, uh, we certainly can. Yeah. Um, Richard Hutchins was on listening and, uh, so so he enjoyed it. Uh, he did mention, uh, well, it's kind of what you just finished up with endurance, stamina, dedication, and focus, you know, it goes along
0: with consistency. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at what Josh just said, uh, Josh Campbell and look at his, what he just said is good morning, sir. Welcome knowledge. This is my fifth year full-time detailing. But I've been in since 2011 and worked two jobs until I made this my full-time gig. Good for you. Good for you. You have to. You know, um, you know. So many great, great. So much put input here, and I appreciate you guys. Um, Oh, hey, Renzo says good, good luck, guys. He's uh, one of our mafia (laughs) members. So, all right, guys. Well, hey, we're gonna get busy with these guys and have a wonderful day. We'll be on next uh, next week again, and uh, tonight, mafia, we've got a really Special treat for you guys. Uh, private, private, uh, um, some private time with uh, one of the industry giants uh, from not just a, a product perspective, but from a scientific perspective. So this is going to be a good night for you guys. A good day for you guys and me. And next, All right, Chris. Uh, yes, hey, we'll see you this afternoon. By the way,
1: yeah, I'll be I'll I'll be there at some point. And uh, just for everybody, it's still on next week. Uh, we are supposed to have Joel Joel LaPalme from IGL on the podcast with us next Wednesday.
0: That's always fun. Joel and I have fun. And we got a lot of the same philosophies because we both came up as entrepreneurs through industry, not just small businesses. And, Joe, um, I'm going to tell you guys, if you're a little sensitive to direct talk, Joe, that's probably not going to be a podcast for you because we're going to go direct pretty hard. If you like it like it is and you want to hear it and you want to grow and you want to make a difference and you want to make money, uh, that's going to be an amazing podcast. I can't wait to get... Joel Joel and I always have a good time and we say it like it is. And he's, he's, uh, he's just a great entrepreneur and great asset to our industry. So, all right, guys, Hey, Chris, we'll see you later this afternoon. Everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to stomp on that uh, like button. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, as always, anything that you want to hear, you can send it directly to me, Rennie at detailing success.com. And, uh, we'd love to hear the topics that you want. A lot of these topics come from you guys. So Take care, everybody, and uh, and 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 Sam. I'll be your hero if you'll uh, continue to be mine. We'll see you later. All right, see you guys.